23. And thank you once again, choir. Y'all did phenomenal, as always. We appreciate the good singing. I want to say thank you to everybody that's working in the ministry around here this morning, uh, making this happen. It has been a blessing. And uh, man, I'm going to tell you what, I'm, I'm getting where I can't see. It's getting worse and worse. Y'all pray for me, all right? And uh, Luke chapter number 23 in your Bibles, and uh, if you will, turn there, and uh, we'll take a look at something we're all very familiar with, and uh, I promise you, I ain't going to promise you, but I, I have a belief that most of you uh, have uh, an uh, understanding of these two individuals that we'll talk about tonight, or today rather, and Luke chapter number 23. If you're there, say Amen. All right, if you're not, you can look up on the screens, and uh, this is uh, Luke chapter number 23, and we'll begin our reading in verse number 32. Uh, we'll begin our reading in verse number 32. This uh, particular, these two individuals that we're going to talk about, I see everybody, I see y'all in blankets. Is everybody all right? And uh, last week we had one AC, remember I told you I was hot? We had one air conditioner that worked last week, all right? This week we have two that are working, praise the Lord. All right, hopefully in about a month we'll have three that are working, and uh, anyhow, I promise you we ain't going to freeze you out, uh, but after our experience last week, I should have preached on hell last week because it felt like we were in the middle of it, all right, and, uh, but uh, anyhow, uh, we're working to get our air conditioners fixed and everything, their uh, commercial units and uh, the parts for them are coming in, uh, but uh, we were able to get one of the, uh, well, actually we were able to get two that, uh, to work for this service that weren't working last service, all right? So anyhow, the Lord has blessed. All right, Luke chapter number 23, verse number 32, all right? And uh, we'll begin our reading. The Bible says, And there were also two other malefactors led with him to be put to death. When they were come to the place, which is called Calvary, there they crucified him and the malefactors, one on the right hand and the other on the left. Then said Jesus, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they parted his raiment and cast lots. And the people stood beholding, and the rulers also with them derided him, saying, He saved others, let him save himself, if he be Christ, the chosen of God. And the soldiers also mocked him, coming to him and offering him vinegar, and saying, If thou be the king of the Jews, save thyself. And a, a superscription also was written over him in letters of Greek and Latin and Hebrew. This is the king of the Jews. And one of the malefactors which were hanged railed on him, saying, If thou be Christ, save thyself and us. But the other answering rebuked him, saying, Dost not thou fear God, seeing thou art in the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds. But this man hath done nothing amiss. And he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. We know this passage of scripture. We know the 
two thieves on the cross. Uh, it's in every single one of the Gospels. There's a mention of them. John chapter number 19, we have the smallest description of the two. And the Bible just simply says that there were two others with him uh, that were crucified. Uh, Mark and Matthew, both, and Matthew chapter number 27 and Mark chapter number 15, both of them give us a little bit of information about these two malefactors or these two thieves. We find out from both of those passages of scriptures that they were thieves, but we find out from both of those passages of scriptures that they railed on Jesus Christ. In other words, I want you to notice this about the two malefactors. I want you to notice their crime. We're really not told uh, to what extent it was that placed them on the cross, but we know it had to be pretty bad for Roman law to figure the best thing for them was to hang them and to kill them. But I want you to notice that both of them, I want you to notice according to Matthew and according to Mark, both of them railed on the Savior while they hung on the cross. In other words, both of them blasphemed him, both of them mocked him, both of them had something to say to him. Only the book of Luke tells us that one of those guys changed their mind somewhere during this process, all right? Only here in the book of Luke do we have an account of one of them getting saved. You go to any other, you go to Matthew, you go to Mark, you go to John, and you will not see this instance. You will not see this recorded about one of these guys making a choice for the Lord. But you and I have in Luke chapter number 23 a conversation that went on between one of the thieves that hung on the cross and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You and I know that this conversation led to one of these men being in paradise that day with Jesus. Jesus Christ. Now some of y'all, y'all might say, well how did that happen? Because Jesus said later that he had not ascended to the Father, but you don't have a good understanding of what paradise was. But we find it right here in the book of Luke. If you go back a few chapters in the book of Luke, you find a rich man and you find Lazarus. Both of these men died. The Bible says the rich man opened up his eyes, or the rich man died, and he was uh, uh, opened up his eyes in hell. He lifted up his eyes in hell, being in torments. The Bible says that Lazarus died and he was carried by the angels into the bosom of Abraham and they both seen one another. Is everybody all right? The rich man looked over and he said, hey, send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water for I am in torments. So we understand that paradise had not yet been emptied and paradise was in the center of the earth. The Bible says that Jesus died and he went into the heart of the earth and the Bible says on the third day he rose again and there was others that went with him and he, he, the Bible says that he led captivity captive. He emptied out hell. He emptied out paradise and and hell hath enlarged herself. And so there's no contradiction of Scripture right here. Today, this man was with Jesus in paradise. He would later be resurrected with Jesus on the third day. I need somebody to say amen. But I want you to notice this, only one of them. Only one of them. Only one of them. There was two that had a choice, but only one of them chose Christ. Can I say this this morning? You have a choice this morning. I like to, I, I, I just gonna throw it out there. You have a choice. You will make a choice this morning. You'll either choose Christ or you will choose not to have Christ. 
If you choose not to have Christ and you die, you'll go to the same place that this thief on the cross that railed on Christ and rejected Him. You'll go to the same place He did and that is hell. If you choose like the other, then I may say today you will be with Him in paradise, but it won't be in the center of the earth because to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And so if you and I, if we die today, if you're saved in this building today, you and I will be at the feet of Jesus. Some of you will be going up there going, it's too loud, it's too loud up here. While the rest of us are saying, glory! Everybody all right? Uh, man, we live in a bunch of, we live in a day where Baptist churches is the quietest place you'll ever be. I need somebody to help me. Go to a ball game, 12,000 people and scream, our, scream till our lungs are gone. Then we walk into a Baptist church and act like it's the deadest place that ever was in the face of the earth. Amen. We ought to be the ones shouting, running around. Hey, every, every Sunday ought to be Super Bowl Sunday in church. Here, this man, these two the Bible tells us these male factors. I want us to take a look at this and I want to tell you this. You have two choices. If you're saved in here, praise God, hallelujah, I am happy for you. If you are not saved in here, let me say this. You don't have to leave that way. As we look at this this morning, I want you to notice these two male factors. We're not sure about their crime. We know that they're thieves, but we don't know to the extent of what that was. I don't know if they hung thieves on the cross. I thought back in these days they just cut their hands off. Let's go back to that. Can I get a witness right there? Oh, I see we got some thieves and robbers in the church. Yeah, keep your dirty hands off of my stuff. I need somebody to say amen. All right, let's go back to biblical days and cut your hands off. I need somebody to help me. We live in a day and time where they got, more, they got more rights than we do. I promise, everybody help me. Everybody help me. You cut somebody's hands off and sold something from you, they won't do it again. And all them idiots that are following them will be, you know what? I kind of like my hands. I think I'll keep my hands to my stuff. Just throwing that out there. Amen. But we see their crime, but we see their contempt. I want you to notice this, and I, 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 I want to make sure that we get this before we move on to point number two, but I want you to make sure that you understand that both of these men, at a time in this passage of Scripture, railed on Jesus Christ. I want you to notice that even the one that got saved, even the one that would that day would be with Jesus in paradise for a time, according to Matthew and according to Mark, they railed on Jesus Christ. Matter of fact, I think in one of them, I, I can't remember which one, but I think it's in Mark uh, chapter number 15 where they said they cast their teeth on him. In other words, they, they hated him. And it led to the mocking crowd. We see the male factors condemned, but we see the mocking crowd. I notice this in the mocking crowd. They, everything that they accused Jesus of, he was. Did anybody catch that? Anytime you go and I, I cross-referenced all of these and went back in Scripture, all four passages of Scripture that mention these individuals and it mentions the crucifixion and every, every reference, every accusation about Christ was true except the fact that he was guilty of insurrection. Is everybody with me? I want you to notice this. They called him the king of the Jews. He was. They called him the, uh, uh, they called him the king of Israel. He is. Is everybody with me? They called him the Christ. 
Oh, I'm going to teach somebody something today, all right? Christ was not his last name. <laughs> he was not the son of Joseph and Mary Christ. Is everybody all right? This was a messianic title. He was the Christ. He was the anointed one. And they claimed, they mocked him and called him the Christ. If you are the Christ, then save yourself. In one passage of Scripture they said, if you are, if he, he said that he was the chosen of God. He was. <laughs> For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. He is the chosen of God. They called him the son of God. They said he said he was the son of God. Is everybody all right? He is. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if y'all getting this, but I'm getting this, all right? The Bible says he trusted God. He did. The Bible said in the Garden of Gethsemane, he said, not my will, but thine be done. He trusted God. The Bible says they, 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 they railed on him and they said he, he saved others. He did. <laughs> a matter of fact, what they didn't realize is what he was doing right now would save everybody. As he hung on that cross for the atonement of sin, everybody is now given a choice of eternal life. He saved others and they said this, he cannot save himself. He couldn't. What? Preacher, he could have called 10,000 angels and you and I would have died and went to hell. I need somebody to hear me. Love held him on that cross. Yes, he saved others. But what you don't realize is that he could not save himself and still save others. And so he hung on that cross and he died for you and I. Every accusation they made in mocking him was the truth. Can I say this? There's a lot more to him than that. There's a lot more to him than that. You can go back in Scripture and you'll find out that he is the Almighty the Bible tells us that He is Alpha. If you go over to the book of Revelation, the Bible lets us know that He is a beloved Son. The Bible lets us know that He is a branch. If you go back in the Old Testament, the Bible tells us that He is the Christ. The Bible tells us that He is the chief cornerstone. The Bible tells us that He's the Deliverer. The Bible tells us that He's Emmanuel. The Bible tells us that He's a fourth man in the fire. He's a firm foundation. The Bible tells us He's a God of glory. He's a glory of God. The Bible tells us He's a horn of salvation. The Bible tells us he's our high priest. The Bible tells us he's our intercessor. The Bible tells us that he is Jesus. The Bible tells us he is the judge. The Bible tells us he is king of kings. The Bible tells us he is Lord of lords. The Bible tells us that he is the Passover lamb. The Bible tells us that he is Omega. The Bible tells us that he's a redeemer. The Bible tells us that he's a shepherd. The Bible tells us he's a savior. The Bible tells us he's a teacher. The Bible tells us he's the truth. The Bible tells us that there ain't nobody like him. The Bible says he's the way. The Bible says he is a wonderful. The Bible says he's Yahweh. The Bible says that he is the zenith. He's the top. He's as high as you can go. Oh, there was so much more that could be said about him on that cross and what they said about him. So we look at this this morning. I want you to notice. They mocked him, but everything they said about him was the truth. And he was so much more than that. He was so much more than that. I need somebody to hear me. Matter of fact, back in the Old Testament, Moses said, who do I tell them? Who do I tell them that you are? And he said, you tell them. You just tell them I am. 
That'll cover everything. I need somebody to hear me right here. He says, I am that I am. In other words, I'm everything that you ever going to need. That's who he is. The Bible says all things were created by him and for his pleasure. The one that we hung on the cross is the same one in the garden that breathed life into man. That formed man out of the ground, out of the dust of the ground. He put his hands on man and breathed life and man became a living soul. The same one hung on the cross. The Bible tells us in Colossians chapter number 1 verse number 16. All things were created by him. The Bible tells in Revelation chapter number 5, all things were created for his pleasure, by him and for his pleasure. Oh, they mocked him and everything they said about him on the cross was true, but there was so much more to the story. There's so much more to the story. I want you to notice the Messiah's compassion. Number three, the Messiah's compassion. I want you to notice his perfection. The Bible says in Luke chapter number 23 and verse number 41, we're right here at it. And we indeed justly, this is one of the thieves. He said, and we indeed justly. He said this, he said, why are you railing on God? He says, he doesn't deserve this, but we do. This is how the thief looked at him. He said at the end of verse number 41, but this man hath done nothing amiss. John chapter number 4 or excuse me, John chapter number 19, verse number 4. Uh, oh, 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 Pilate is, is standing before Jesus. He walks out to the crowd in verse number 4 and he says, I find no fault in him. He comes back in. He brings Jesus out in chapter number 19 and verse number 5 and he says, Behold the man. And in verse number 6 he repeats himself and he says, I find no fault in him. In him, the Bible says, he that knew no sin became sin for you and I. I need somebody to hear me. He lived a perfect life. He never sinned. He became sin for you and I. It's the difference in becoming sin and committing sin. He never committed sin. He became sin for you and I. I need somebody to hear me. I ain't got time to preach and I ain't got time to teach you all of this. But the only way that he could have gave up the ghost on the cross was for him to be under the penalty of sin. For by death, or by sin, death come into the world. And so he had to take on sin so that he could die for you and I. If he didn't become sin, he never could have died. Oh, I ain't got time to teach all that, but it's there. It's there. For the wages of sin is death. And for him to die, he had to become sin. And he didn't commit sin on that cross. As he hung on that cross, he hung there in total perfection. A sinless life. Lived with the very thing that he taught. Matthew chapter number 5 and verse number 44. This is Jesus speaking and he says, But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. And you know what he did while he was hanging on that cross? The very first saying of Jesus Christ, Father, forgive them. <laughs> Woo! For they know not what they do. 
The very people that were hanging him on that cross, the very people that were mocking him, the very people that were wagging their heads at him, the very ones that were railing and hating on him, the very ones that looked up at him and said, if you be Christ, they were blaspheming, if you be Christ, then save yourself and save us also. It was them as he looked at all of mankind, as he looked at the most dreadful and hateful time of mankind, he said, Father, forgive them. For they know not what they do. And there's somebody sitting in here this morning that thinks that their sin is worse than that. There's somebody sitting in here this morning that thinks that God can't love them, but if he knew who they were, he knew what they did, he wouldn't love them. And here humanity, when he did nothing but love them, do good to them, treat them right. They put him on a cross. They hung him and left him there to die. And while he was hanging on that cross, he said, Father, forgive them. I need somebody to help me. Somebody cut you off on the interstate. You got to go around them and brake check them. Ask me how I know. I need somebody to help me. I just want to wake them up in case they wasn't paying attention. Don't act like y'all ain't. Don't act like y'all are good and all that. I got Facebook reports about y'all shooting birds at people and everything else. <laughs> at worst, we're just human. I need somebody to help me. But in your worst, and in humanity's worst, he hung on a cross and he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. We see his perfection. We see his pity. The Bible tells us in Isaiah chapter number 53 and verse number 12, Therefore will I divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he hath poured out his soul unto death. And he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bare the sin of many, and made intercession for the transgressors. He bore the sins of many, and yet made intercession on that cross. Do you realize that this thief was the first one to recognize the intercessory work of Jesus Christ? He says, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. We see his pardon. Luke chapter number 23, verse number 43. We all shout on this one. And Jesus saith unto him, verily I say unto thee, today, today shalt thou be with me in paradise. What in the world? This same guy that railed on him. I need somebody to help me. They, the Bible tells us that they hung on the cross. The Bible says one on his left, one on his right. The Bible tells us that he hung in the middle. And from both sides for a time, they railed on him. Then one recognized who he was, probably when he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. The other one continued to blaspheme. The Bible says that one of them rebuked him and said, listen, do you not fear God? We're hanging on this cross because we deserve to be here. But he has done nothing wrong. He said, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. I need somebody to help me. Look up here. This man never, he never made it to a church service. He never got to sit on a he never got to sit on a padded chair. He never got to sit in air condition and complain about it being too cold. Hey Amen. 
This is what I say to all y'all that are so cold. You got to have a blanket. If you worship the Lord like I worship the Lord, you wouldn't need a blanket. Hey, I'm sweating up here. <laughs> he never went to church. Never complained about the preacher. Never got baptized. Oh. Never got baptized. Never got to do his daily Bible devotions. Only prayer he ever made was looking at Jesus himself and say, remember me. When I need somebody to help me. I need somebody to help me. He never got off the cross and was able to do some good deed to get him there. He hung on the cross in condemnation for his life that he had lived. And he never got a chance to make any atonement, make anything right. But yet Jesus said, today thou be with me in paradise. I don't care what religion you come from. I don't care where you come from. This man messes up all your religion. He messes it all up for those that say you got to be baptized. Church of Christ, he messes them up. Because he was never baptized. Those that say you got to be a member of the church, he messes them up. Because he never one time attended church, Brother Josh. Never one time prayed. He never one time read his Bible. He didn't go through Bible college. He didn't go through Bible studies. He didn't go, I need somebody to help me, discipleship programs. He hung on a cross guilty. He hung on a cross condemned. Jesus said today, today I will be with me in paradise. What's the, what's the message of the cross, preacher? message of the cross is your sins died on that cross with Jesus. The Bible says he became sin right after this. As soon as this is said, the Bible says the whole earth went dark. The wrath of sin, the wrath of God was poured out on what the Son had become and that was sin. He bearing the punishment, the wrath of God for you and I. Hung on that cross for you and I. He died for you and I. He was buried for you and I. He come out of that tomb for you and I. It's the message of the cross. Your sins are forgiven. The message of the cross, there's a Savior. I need somebody to help me. And the only way to get to heaven, I need, everybody hear me. Everybody look up here. The only way to get to heaven is through him. Preacher, I'm going to live better. I'm going to do right. Thief didn't get to. Preacher, I'm going to get baptized. I think if I got baptized, I'd be saying, mm, thief didn't get to. Preacher, I'm going to join the Sunday school class. Thief didn't get to. Preacher, I want to join the church. Thief didn't get to. Preacher, I want to come to Bible study. Thief didn't get to. He messes up your theology. He proves that it's a relationship. He proves there's, it's a relationship. It is nothing that man could do. You and I are saved by the mercy of God. By the grace of God. The message of the cross, your sins, your Savior, your selection. It's your choice. There was two of them hanging on that cross. 
listen to me, both of them could have been in paradise. <laughs> both of them could have been in paradise. Both of them was just as hateful. The Bible says they both railed on Jesus. So in one instance, that thief that is in paradise with Jesus that day, he said to Jesus, if you are who you say you are, then get off this cross. Is everybody all right? Can you imagine? I don't think you're getting this. That is how he treated Christ right before Jesus said, today, I shall be with me in paradise. Say, preacher, you don't know how bad I'm. I, what could be worse than looking at the Son of God hanging on a cross and saying, you aren't who you said you are. You aren't nothing. You're just like us. <laughs> and then say, wait a minute. <laughs> Maybe there is something to this guy. <laughs> Remember me when thou comest into your kingdom. <laughs> One instant he's cussing God. I'm going to walk over here and say it. One instance, he's cussing God, and the next he's saying, remember me, I believe you. I believe you are who you say you are. Remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. You are the king of the Jews. You are the king of Israel. You are the chosen one. You are the Christ. You are the son of God. You are the one that saved others. And you are saving us now by not saving yourself. He made a choice. And this morning you'll make a choice. Say, preacher, I'm just not ready for this. You made a choice. I'm not ready. I'm not ready to. I'm not ready to get saved yet, preacher. But you, I want you to know something. By not making a choice, you're making a choice. I can tell you to come pick these up. Don't do it. I tell you to come pick these up. Say, no, I don't want to do that. You made a choice not to come pick them up. I say to you, come pick them up. You come pick them up. You made a. So many people sitting in church today thinking that I'll just wait later when what you're really doing is rejecting the Son of God. You are making a choice, just like the two thieves. One chose Him and one rejected Him. Both of them was a choice. Both of them was a choice. Say, preacher, you don't know how bad I was. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about you and I was pretty bad. But what I do know is this. That thief was pretty bad himself. One moment he's cussing God, the next moment. I mean, listen, this is the only place in Scripture where we have a deathbed conversion. This man, Brother Johnny, will die. He, we don't know when he died. Earth could have went dark and he was dead. We don't know. Later, the Bible says they went and broke their legs. And, 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 but we know that what we do know is this. He had but just a few hours left. We don't know how long that was, but he had but just a few hours left. And there's some of y'all thinking right now, but I ain't hanging on the cross, but you may just have just a few hours left. 
There's been a many a person that said, I'll wait till tomorrow. There's been a many a person that said, I'll do something later. The Bible says, boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day bring forth. For you lay down your head on a pillow tonight. You could be in eternity. And let me tell you something. Those two men, they'll both be before him. Say, I ain't bowing down to him. That, that one that rejected him, that same mouth he cussed Jesus, he'll bow his knees, he'll bow his head, and he will proclaim Jesus, the Son of God. Every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus, the one he railed on, the one he looked eyeball to eyeball hanging on a cross. He'll see him again. This time he won't see a savior. This time he'll see a judge. The Bible says in John chapter number 5 that all the judgment, the condemnation of man is given into the hands of the Son of God and to Jesus Christ. Everybody all right? He came the first time as a savior. Hung on a cross as a Savior. He's not coming back as a Savior. He's coming back as a judge. He's coming back to rule this earth. And he'll do so for a thousand years. He'll sit on the throne over all the earth as king. And tell you how wicked man is. After a thousand years of having the perfect king the perfect throne, the perfect kingdom, they'll still reject him. And at the battle of Gog and Magog, he'll put an end to all of it. With the same voice that said, let there be light. And there was light. That same voice will end this world and issue in a new earth and a new Jerusalem. Heads bowed, Dalton, moving to the piano for me. You got a choice this morning. I entitled this thing, Two Choices. You can either receive Christ this morning as your Savior, or you can reject Him. But you will make a choice this morning. Say, Preacher, I, I don't want to make a choice. It's not fair. Tell you what, it wasn't fair. Him hanging on that cross in my place wasn't fair. Him living a sinless life, a perfect life, while I've lived to my own pleasures. I've lived to my own desires. I've lived a life like I wanted to live, not caring about anybody else or anybody, what anybody thought. He lived a life just for you. His mission, his purpose, seek and save that which is lost. This morning he wants to do that for you. If you're in this building this morning, I want you to know something. If you're not saved, you're condemned already. The Bible says for all of sin that come short of the glory of God. 
Bible says, wherefore by one man sin entered into the world and death by sin. So death passed upon all men. That's Romans chapter number 5, verse number 12. First verse I read or quoted you was Romans chapter number 3, verse number 23. All of us were born in it. Adam sinned in the garden. and Sin was passed down to man. The Bible says in Romans 6, 23, for the wages of sin is death. The wages, the payment, the penalty. Death, separation from God. The only place God is, total darkness, hell, where there's weeping, wailing, and gnashing of teeth. The Bible says, but God commendeth His love towards us. That while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That's Romans chapter number 5, verse number 8. The end of Romans chapter number 6, verse number 23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but listen, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. What a gift. John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that He gave. He gave. That was His gift. He gave. His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Romans chapter number 10, verse number 9 says this, If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in thine heart that God has raised from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Romans chapter number 10, verse number 13. Can I say something this morning? Got a choice. You got a choice. And you're going to make that choice today. You're either going to receive Him or you're going to reject Him. If you want to receive Christ as your Savior today, we're going to do just what the Bible says. Romans chapter number 10, verse number 9, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth and believe in thine heart. Can I say this? You can confess with your mouth, but if you don't believe in your heart, it, it, listen, your salvation is 18 inches. It can, be, it can be your head or your heart. And unless it's your heart, according to the Bible, the mouth confession is made unto salvation with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. So if you believe in your heart today, I'm going to ask you to confess with your mouth. Maybe you pray a prayer just like this with me. Say, Father, I'm sorry. Go ahead, pray it. Father, I'm sorry. I've lived my life to myself I recognize today Lord that I'm a sinner Lord I recognize today that I cannot save myself Lord today I confess with my mouth I believe in my heart that you'll save me Lord I ask you to come into my heart and be my Lord and Savior knowing what you did on that cross, knowing that you was buried for my sin, knowing that you rose again. In Jesus' name I pray. Head still bowed with me. If you prayed that prayer, I want you to lift up your hand. Nobody's looking around. Just lift it up where I can see it. Thank you. You put your hand down. Anybody else? Anybody else? Thank you. Anybody else? Anybody else? That was two. Anybody in the balcony? Preacher, I prayed that prayer. 
I see it. You can put your hand down. Thank you. That's three. Preacher, I prayed that prayer. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, I want to thank you, Lord, for the work that you've done this morning. Lord, there may be others in here that are lost that need to be saved today. But Lord, there was three that made a choice for you today. And God, I praise you for it. God, I remember the day, Lord, that I got saved. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name, Lord, that this will just be the beginning of their walk with you. Lord, I pray that you'll do a work in them. Lord, that'll reach out to others, be a testimony to others of a changed life. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I want you to listen to me. Are you getting ready for baptism, wherever y'all at? Matt, help us out with some music there. I want you to listen to me this morning. We got a few folks that we're going to get baptized today. It's been saved here recently. I want you to be a part of their life. Baptism don't, I think we learned this this morning. Baptism ain't got nothing to do with salvation. That man on the cross never got a chance to experience baptism. He died in that day he was with Jesus in paradise. So this has nothing to do with salvation. This uh, is a work, this is a testimony of a work that has already happened in them. Now why do I say that? Because there's three of you this morning that prayed a prayer with me. While they're being baptized, Dalton's going to help me out with the baptism. While they're being baptized, you raise your hand if you got saved. I want you to slip up out of your seat. I'm going to go stand right over there. I want you to come around. I want you to come to where I'm at so I can pray with you. I want you to come to where I am. If you prayed that prayer with me, I'm begging you. I want you to get up out of your seat while this is going on. I want you to find me. If you don't, I'll be out of that tent. If you're a visitor and you didn't get a gift from us, we'll be right out there in that tent after the service is over with. I want you to stop by, get a gift. Let me pray with you at the very least. I want to be a part of your life. I want this church to be a part of your life. You made a choice today. You received it. There's nothing to be ashamed of. I need somebody to say amen. There's nothing to be ashamed of. This is exactly what we do when we get saved. He ain't getting saved again. He's showing you that he identifies with Christ through his death, burial, and resurrection. You watch and you enjoy. Hey, listen here. Let's celebrate with them. Because this is a big step in their life. If you prayed that prayer, I'll be standing right over there on that wall by Miss Mary Ellen. You come over there and see me, and I want to pray with you this morning. Visitors, thank you for being here. Greg, because of your profession of faith, I baptize you now, my brother, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Pray with him in baptism. Raised to walk in newness of life.
Church, this is Bailey. Bailey, because of your profession of faith, I baptize you now, my sister, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Bear with him in baptism. Raised to walk in newness of life. He's a Bucky's fan, so I know he's saved. Amen. Church, this is Corbin. Corbin, because of your profession of faith, I baptize you now, my brother, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Bear with him in baptism. Raised to walk. This is Danny. Danny, because of your profession of faith, I baptize you now, my brother, 